As we gather this evening and as we read familiar scriptures, we hear a story that for many of us is even old hat. It's so familiar, we can run through it without paying a great deal of attention to it. It's important for us to consider the import of it, the meaning of it, the significance for us. And so to collect your thoughts, I'd like to read from the first chapter of John's Gospel, verses 14 through 18. And the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from this, his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Now, y'all have been responding great to the kids. I'm not going to make you redo it, but I do puzzle about that. Let's pray. And Father, as we gather to hear your sacred scriptures this evening and to celebrate the sending of your Son, in which you came for us, in which you also pledged to send him again to renew your world, we ask God that you fill us with joy and hope in the great work of your redemption. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Dorothy Sayers is a British playwright, literary critic, and essayist. She was active between the great wars, and she once said this, it is the mark of all movements, however well-intentioned, that their pioneers tend to lose sight of the obvious. In other words, what Sayers is claiming here is that it's those who are really committed to a cause, those who are invested, those who are involved, those who are interested, that they are the people who are most susceptible to lose sight of the obvious. What is plain to everybody else, they can quickly forget. We perhaps become so intertwined in the causes and the tribulations of our cause that we lose sight of the most basic truths. So a friend asked me this afternoon, Chuck, do you have your Christmas Eve together? What do you plan to talk about? And it's always a complicated question when it comes to these services, because in so many ways, we are here tonight to state the obvious. It is the most obvious thing when it comes to Christmas and celebrating the incarnation that we're stating what has been stated time and time and time again. And yet it must be stated, because we oftentimes grow cold to it and we lose sight of some of the most obvious things to us. And so tonight our goal is to simply state the most fundamental truth of our faith that God sent Jesus Christ into the world to save his people for himself. And in these pages of scripture that we've read tonight, we read of familiar events that are also mysterious. There are visitors from heaven There is an unexpected pregnancy. There are complicated politics and political scheming going on behind the scenes. 
There are choirs of angels. There are lowly shepherds. There are astrological phenomena and wise men from the east. And when we look at all these figures, it is as if all of creation is pressed pause in Luke chapter 1 and 2. As everything focuses here, from the highest class to the lowest class, to the stars, to the heavenly angels above. Everyone is focused here in Bethlehem. And all of these voices, as discordant as they could be, they focus in one particular direction. And John in his gospel, though he doesn't speak of the birth narrative, does provide an interpretation of it. And in verse 14, he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And then listen carefully to verse 18 as he finishes his paragraph. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the father's side. He has made him known. This is John's interpretation. This is what he says is so glaringly obvious that all the world, all the events, all the miraculous things and also all of the ordinary things taking place on that night, that they're all pointing to this. That in this child and in the life that will follow it, God has been made known that Jesus is the interpreter of God for us. He's the full revelation. Now, typically, when we think of full revelation, we're frightened by that. Think about your relationships. If you were to think that there was going to be a full disclosure of yourself to another person, you tend to shy away. You become intimidated. And the reason is very simple is that in the relational world, we think when there is full disclosure, someone, what will they then think of us? That person will have a lower regard for us. That as our personal exposure goes up, of course there is a lower estimation. That's our working assumption in the relational world. But that doesn't happen here. What we find is maximum disclosure. Jesus interprets God for us. And what we learn is that he is full of grace and truth. He doesn't disappoint. We don't find out something unseemly. We don't discover something that was hidden behind closed doors. He's not two-faced. He's not duplicitous. That the disclosure that takes place doesn't shatter our expectations. But rather we discover a God full of grace and truth. And that full disclosure is the most important thing for you and for me in all the world. And why is that? The reason why can be found very simply in verse 17 where John writes, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You see, the Mosaic law was a gift from God. It stated Israel's redemption in which he brought them out of Egypt. And it also gave them directions as to how they were to regulate their life with God. And of course, it was a burden that they couldn't bear. It's a burden that you and I can't bear either. Because when the law of God searches us, 
And when it digs through our desires, when it digs through our dreams, when it digs through our ambitions, when it reveals our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, every one of us is exposed that there is something unseemly there, something profoundly wrong. But here we have the full disclosure of God in grace and truth. And why it is so important for us to have that full disclosure is it means that we can then handle the disclosure that the law of God brings to us. Because in knowing the grace of God that has been revealed in Jesus Christ, we are given the promise of the forgiveness of our sins. All of the law that we have broken and shattered and made such a mess of. God is faithful to forgive us of our sins and he is faithful to walk with us and continue with us. This is what it means for him to be full of grace and truth. And so the very thing we celebrate tonight, the fullness of God's revelation, the disclosure of God, his very character, his very being in Jesus Christ, this allows us to handle the disclosure that comes about ourselves. And friends, that is the good news of the entire story. That is the obvious thing that the gospel would drive home for us, that John would have us understand, that God would write upon our hearts. Don't miss it. Don't miss the obvious. Let's pray. Father, we do give thanks that our Lord Jesus comes into the world and that he is full of grace and truth and that he comes to reconcile sinners who have broken your law to yourself. And far off and as lost as we are, God, we give thanks this evening for all of your grace that is ours in him. State the obvious to our hearts over and over again and remind us of your great love for us in him. We pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.